Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. coming at you solo from the studio tonight. I hope that you're all doing well. You are as well as you can. I hope everybody's healthy, happy, doing the best you can out there. Uh, I know things are tough right now. Michigan's starting to open up a little bit. We're starting to see more people commuting. I actually sat in a traffic jam this morning. It's been months since I've sat in traffic, and I can't say I'm welcoming that back. Uh, yeah, I can use another three months without traffic. Uh, but yeah, things are starting to pick up here in Michigan. I think things are on an upswing. Hang in there, everybody. We're all going to make it through this thing. It's going to be good. We're going to be good. We're going to be better for this thing. It's going to be totally awesome. Uh, I had the pleasure of talking to a really, really cool person. Maria Giuliano is who I spoke to uh, with her guardian angel, Fijal. Now, I'm going to repeat that because it probably rhymes a little bit. With her guardian angel, Fijal. Fijal is the guardian angel's name, just to differentiate. Uh, Maria's near-death experience, along with her trips to heaven at the age of five, shifted her way of viewing and perceiving the world. Maria met her guardian angel, Fijal, while visiting heaven. We had one heck of a conversation here. I'm really happy that we were able to get Maria on the show. I got to meet, had the pleasure of meeting Maria at the Michigan Paranormal Convention back in August of 2019, and we spoke for a few minutes there, and which is actually on the show from those archives back in August, so you can listen to Maria on there, uh, but we were able to actually have her on the show here and talk about all kinds of amazing stuff. Please. Please, please enjoy my conversation with Maria and Fijal. You're going to probably explain this better than I ever will, so I'll probably give the floor to you, Maria, uh, because I, I mean, I'll just say it like right before uh, we started uh, talking here, um, I asked him like, well, would you like to be referred to as Maria or Fajal? And you explained to me that, you know, well, Fajal is your guardian angel, right? And you guys more or less work as a team. Am I correct? Yes, we work out as a team. I have my own opinion, and he has his own opinion. Uh, he usually has more of a, a peaceful opinion, uh, and also uh, most of the things he say says is usually right. <laughs> okay. Uh, and well, by the way, welcome to the show. <laughs> I kind of just dove right into that. I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming here and spending some time with us, Maria. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm, uh, I'm excited to... Uh, plant some seeds and give some messages to our listeners. Well, I think without getting too wordy on that, this is the time for that. You know, I found, I found the show here the last couple months, especially, um, I, I've wanted to go in that direction and talk about the world a little bit more, right? Because obviously you got to be hidden under the most gigantic rock, you know, from space, I guess, to not 
be affected by what's going on all around us. And we'll get to that, I'm sure, too. But I, I think this is the time for that, for people to start hearing things like that. Now, but I do want to talk about Fijal, for, Fijal right? I'm, am I pronouncing it correct, Maria? Yes, yeah, Fijal, yep. Fijal, Fijal, no. no, as I said, Fijal, Fijal, all right. I guess, you know, (laughs) if you don't mind, I wouldn't mind an origin story on this. Like, how did this come about in your life? Um, Was there a certain point in your life where Fijal, you know, became, you know, very, you know, present in your life? Or how how did you, (laughs) I guess the question is, how'd you meet him or or her? It's a guardian angel. So how'd you meet Fijal? Well, my story starts that uh, in 1980, I, uh, I had uh, open heart surgery and they went through my, my back to get to my heart and uh, they covered uh, two holes and I still have a hole open. Oh my God. But when I flatlined during the surgery, I uh, met him. He came at the edge of the bed and he was glowing and he was just beautiful. And I was five at the time. And I do remember uh, seeing myself on the operating table. And I I do recall to this day seeing how quickly the nurses and the doctors were uh, doing, uh, fixing me up inside. I went for a, a little walk with him. Uh, I still remember uh, going towards the elevator, and then I faded away, and I had a near-death experience. And uh, he introduced himself as Fijal, that I that he was my guardian angel, and that he was going to take me away from that pain. And I went with him, and I went to the different dimensions of heaven, which were stunning and beautiful and just a mystery to many people, but just a comfort for me. If I may interrupt you on that, and I don't, I don't want to take us too far in the weeds, but you said the different dimensions of heaven, correct? Yes, there are different dimensions uh, in heaven. Yeah. I've, uh, I've read some books, and I haven't read, like, the whole books of, like, heaven stuff because I didn't want to taint what I already knew. So what I did was I would read bits and pieces, and there was so many books I, I noticed, like, doing a search on, on uh, Amazon or even Google search of so many books based on heaven that each book was so different. Like, if you read the back of each book or the description, everybody told you a different story. So I determined that they are dimensions. There's so many levels. Now, there are some similarities, but for me, I I went to certain dimensions that were a little bit higher because... The, the dimensions are, are determined by the colors that you see. Like, you know, how we determine heaven is uh, blue with white clouds. Yeah. That's actually, very, that's actually very low. Like, that's a lower dimension. And what I mean by it, it, there's no, no classification that it's better or, 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 or best. It's just it's a different dimension that's a little lower. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I, I went to a dimension that had more uh, browns and, and off-whites and different colors. And uh, I also went to the, the brightest dimension, which is called the Valley of Angels. Oh, wow. And that valley was amazing. That is, if anybody asked me, where would you like to go? I would say, I'd love to go back there. It sounds beautiful. It, it, just, it is. Just, you know, it, just, it is gorgeous. So I mean, I'm, and I'm sorry, I took you, I took you, I took us into the weeds a little bit on that. But so Fijol took you through what you you saw. He, you guys, basically, you had an out body experience, like you said, a near death experience too, right? And this is kind of how you got, how you and Fijol were acquainted, correct? Yes, that's how. Yeah, I uh, I walked with him everywhere. Uh, well, actually, in heaven, they don't call it walking; they call it gliding. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, you glide. You don't even know that you walk. You, you glide, mm. which is uh, it's just amazing um, how their words and their interpretation are. Like, for example, we call ourselves humans and people in person, and they call us pre-angels. Oh, I never even thought of it. I mean, I've never heard... I've, it's a term that I guess you, you it makes perfect sense, but I don't think I've ever heard or said that before, pre-angel. Yes, yes. So they, that's what they call us. And because uh, they believe that everybody is, a, is, a, is an angel. And uh, this is just, um, you know, uh, a different dimension that we have to go to. And they call this world, Earth, the learning world. Okay. So... And they use a lot of L words in heaven to de- to to describe this dimension here. They call it the learning world, mm-hmm. and they were they were saying that. Uh, and when I say they, the angels and my guardian angel was saying that a lot of people either learn or they get lost or they fall in love. A lot of L words they use to describe this dimension here, and, and that is in line with a lot of, I mean, I think what all the years that I've, I've studied this stuff and even gotten into this area of study, I I find myself being more and more convinced that the, the, the existence we have here, this heavy existence we have on earth, it is, uh, you know, it's, it's a lesson or learning, like you said, another L word there too. Right. And, um, it is a, it is a, I hate to say like a proving ground or it's, it's a place, it's, it's a scholarly type thing. Uh, this existence we have on earth, I think, uh, that we, there's lessons that we have to learn here. Uh, and, but, and you're right. I think because the first thing that popped in my mind when you said that Maria was, um, well here on earth, there's a lot of people that, yeah, they live a pretty straight life. They, they learn the lessons, they process the information and they, they ascend, they move on to the next level. Right. Then there's other people that we know that they are the ones, I guess you would refer to with the other L word that's lost. Am I correct? Yes. Lost. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. I'm sorry. And, and then the biggest one that they were explaining was the one that we as humans have problems with is letting go. 
explain if you don't mind on that. I'm, I'm, I think I have an idea of what you're talking about, but if you could flesh that out a little bit, what, letting go of what, I guess? Letting go meaning forgiveness, uh, letting go of things that don't serve you, just letting go of memories that are hurtful, letting go, like, you know, allowing yourself to detach and, and not focus on it so much that it takes away everything in your, in, in your bliss. And that's one that I know, and I can get personal for a second on this, just identifying with that. That's one that I have the hardest time with, I think. I think a lot of people have a hard time with that, um, uh, especially, like, for example, situations, at least for me, that I feel like I was disrespected by someone. There's, a, there's one situation that has been sticking in my crawl now for almost two years. Uh, and it was, it had, it was on an airplane and we don't need to go into details, but it was something that happened on an airplane. (laughs) Right. Um, but I was very upset by that and I keep finding myself rolling back in my mind to that situation, of course, and replaying it in my mind and still holding that anger that I had in that situation. Right. Uh, and I know it's something the other side of my mind or something else will come in there and say, dude, you know, it's over with no harm was done. It was words. It wasn't a big deal. Everybody came out. Okay. You got home. It wasn't a big deal. Let it go. Let it go. Right. So I'm constantly fighting that because the logical side is saying, let it go. It's, it's pointless to sit here and take minutes off your life by stressing yourself out over something that you have no control of now. Is that along the lines of that idea, Maria? Yeah, it is. And if you don't let it go, then there's a domino effect in in that it will you will attach to other things if you can't let go of the little simplest things, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, for me, I got a message when I was in heaven by two spirits and they told me that, you know, there's going to be an issue in, in the future because it was 1980 in the future with attachments and detachments. And they, um, these two spirits told me that if people continue to attach to things, then they're going to attach to the wrong things that are going to cause a lot of the F words, which are fear and forgiveness and forgetting and, you know, mm-hmm. um, things like that. So they used, uh, they used F words in, in, in those, uh, in, in, in to do with attachment. And, uh, because I was five, I, I didn't know very much of vocabulary and, the two spirits, they explained to me in a, in a unique way how to remember everything. So they, they drew diagrams for me. And so uh, my first book, Crisis of Spirit, has the diagram. And it explains that if you attach to one thing, then it kind of spirals. And then you attach to another thing. So... And then, like, you know, that can cause a lot of anxiety. 
Yeah, well, and I think, yeah, and it's it's the domino effect thing you refer to, I think is very accurate because your mind just starts to get used to just just being, just holding on to stuff like that, I think. It's, some, it's a learned process. It's something that, like you learn how to ride a bike, you learn how to just hold on to things like that and and, and harbor, harbor on that and it makes you miserable. I know that for a fact. <laughs> so as far as this exists, yeah. it, it makes you miserable. It's not, you know, and I like to think I'm a pretty happy guy, but I do know that there's a lot of, you know, where, yeah, I'm holding on to a lot of things from many, not only a couple of years ago, but many, many years ago from people that I've, you know, old friends and stuff like that, falling outs. We all have them. Right. And, um, it's one of those things I know it's one of my shortcomings that I'm working on, but, um, that's very interesting to hear that. I think because it does. I, I mean, the question I have with that, I know we're I'm, Maria. I apologize. I think we may be going a little bit off of what we were going to talk about. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. I hope that I hope it isn't messing you up too much. But um, this thing we're talking about as far as, you know, letting go and things like that. This can affect your spirit, too. I mean, this isn't just your your physical mind. This can carry on, I guess, into when you leave this planet, is that something that has been, that you, you've discussed with people or is, is that something that really does happen? Cause I hear that a lot now that, you know, you're one being, you're not just this fleshy thing. Uh, you're, you're, you're energy, you're a spirit and your consciousness that you have here on this planet and this existence carries on when you leave. Is that a correct statement? It does. And I, I I have actually experienced when I flatlined and seen what happens when you do pass on, and uh, it's it's fascinating how uh, the movie industry has taught us so much, and we don't even really look at the information that it has uh, been displayed. For example, when you do pass on, uh, you have a uh, you always, you're never alone. And I want to explain that because a lot of people say to me, you know, I, I wish I would have been there, you know, to, to see my mom or my dad. You know, I wish I was there to say bye to my loved one. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, the, and the truth is, like, things do happen, uh, you know, but they're not alone. They They have... So many angels, all their valley of angels, and there's 12 of them, they, they're there taking care of them, and, and they're welcoming them, and, and then they go through what's, you know, they, they actually are still in, in the area. They can see everything that's going on uh, during their, their time of death, Yeah, and, and they can see the people there, and, and they can, you know, and they can travel everywhere and see where the other people are as well. Um, but they go through what's called a review process, uh, review life process, and it's it's kind of like the movie Scrooge. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah, so they go through um, at the very you, you and your guardian angel will go at the very beginning uh, of your you know your passing, and uh, and they'll just go through all the scenarios that they were giving you signs, the universe or that maybe you did something wrong, like maybe you stole something, maybe, you know, you have, and, and it, they also go through all the attachments you have. Yeah. So, like, if you, like, you know, uh, drove and you got into a car accident, like, what 
what were you doing at the time and and how you could have prevented it and what were the signs and and then they show you the domino effects too right okay and then yeah and then you have a decision you you it's free will you have a decision you can come back here hopefully a better person and and, and and all that stuff you learned in the review life process is mm-hmm. uh, is embedded in your subconscious mind, and then when you come back here, you you hopefully become a better person, and then or you could decide to go to heaven, or you can stay in the in between world, which means you're just not ready to decide yet, and and the in between world is a, a whole new dimension that. I pretty much talk about in my third book. So. What's the name of your third book? Fleet. F-L-E-A-P. Excellent. Cool. Now, and this is fascinating to me. I, I, I and I'm sorry, again, I, I want to apologize. I know we're going a little off, off what we had planned here, but when this came up, I've been, I guess myself personally, I've been spending a bit more time looking at the subject of what, you know, what heaven is and ascending and this, this whole idea, I find it uh, fascinating uh, and not, and not from like, from, from any standpoint, really, I mean, maybe from a metaphysical standpoint, but also from a spiritual standpoint too. Uh, and hearing this, yeah, I appreciate you fleshing that out for me, Maria. I thank you very much for that. Oh, you're welcome. And, uh, you know, like whatever topic we're talking about, it's just meant to be. That's what, yeah. I've, that's my whole life. I always say that it's just meant to be certain thing. Yeah. Now we met originally at the Michigan Paranormal Con or Michigan Paracon. Uh, that was last August. And uh, in, in right by you, we we discussed that up there in Sault Ste. Marie here in Michigan at the casino. Why do they have to have it at a casino? Uh, there's that's <laughs> there's one of my shortcomings. <laughs> uh, but it was a fun weekend. But we we that's where we originally met uh, was at that, and we had a conversation there, which you can go back into the archives from our um, uh, people listening right now. You can you can listen to our original conversation. We had a brief conversation there, which was super cool, uh, and we did talk about briefly. And I want to talk more about this. Uh, is the now children. Um, and this is something that yeah, I, we want to chat about here today. Uh, indigo, crystal, rainbow, and Aquarius children, correct? Um, they have certain metaphysical abilities. And let's talk about this. Tell me all about the now children, if you could, please. Well, I call them the now children because... Yeah. Uh, I categorize them as the now children, and uh, I don't like to use labels, but so I decided to just kind of group them all in one, and I call them the now children. And these children have spiritual abilities. They have great intuition. They are somewhat psychic, and they just have this energy that they can really... uh, seek and sense something is going to go wrong. They, they just have this amazing third eye ability. And that's one of the shockers that they can see beyond yeah. this reality. So, and uh, they, their mission is to save this planet. Their mission is to make this uh, a peaceful place, uh, uh, more like heaven. 
And so they're here to clean up the uh, industries. They're here to clean up the government, the health. And uh, they're, they're doing their best, but they are having some complications that are um, causing them not to pursue in cleaning up the certain areas that their their mission or their purpose is for. Okay. I don't want to cross things over too much, but as, as you're discussing this, um, and I guess it's something that we want to check, we want to touch on too. Um, we obviously have a lot of unrest in the U S right now. Uh, again, I said it before, I'll say it again. You have to be under a giant rock not to hear about it or be affected by it in some way. Um, and there, there's a lot of protesting going on right now, you know, and and thankfully the majority of it's peaceful protesting. Of course, the media wants you to see all the couple of the couple of violent things, but the majority of it really is peaceful protesting and which is, I think is fantastic. Right. Um, the question I have with the, with what you call the now children, uh, are these, are these maybe, I was going to ask you originally, like, you know, what is there, is there an age, well, I'll ask you, is there like an age bracket with these, with these children? Like, where, are they a certain age to a certain age, or is it just kind of all over the map? Well, it depends on the, the, the year that they were born. So uh, okay. there was a teacher, uh, I believe she was a teacher, and, and she noticed that there was a group of people or students that had the same type of abilities or the same type of uh, learning styles. And she grouped them into the to indigo children, which if you were an indigo child, you were born in the 70s and uh, and, and early 80s. Okay. And the, these children had more of an intuition ability. They, they knew things. They were more practical learners. Uh, they were leaders. So uh, and then in the in the '90s came the the crystal children, the the, uh, the star children, they're called sometimes, and uh, they they had the same abilities but a little different. And then um, and then the rainbow children were born in the 2000, and and this year uh, this is the new year, uh, the new decade. It's um more uh, called they're called Aquarius children. So they have different abilities and uh, different uh, sensitivities and and things like that and different purposes. So it, it depends when you were born, and it also depends on the the various characteristics that you have. You you can't just say, well, my child is uh, an is a rainbow child. You, there's certain criteria that defines who they are because they, they could be like a light worker. They could just be a young soul. They could be an old soul uh, or they could be one of these, these children. I group them into a, a large, uh, a, uh, a category called the now children. Cause it's, it's to me, you're not, um, you're not kind of pointing to someone. You're just kind of grouping them into one whole uh, group because in another 10 years or five years, there's going to be another name. So if, if I just, I just grouped them all in one and, uh, and these children are going to be the, um, the leaders of this paranormal metaphysics, uh, the new age, they, they are the leaders. Well, I was, and I was stepping back 
for a sec, just step back for a second here. And I, and, and thanks for explaining that because yeah, my, my interpretation was, well, these are just kids right now. <laughs> the kid, what I would consider a kid, cause I'm, I'm getting up there in age now. Um, but these are when we, when, like you said, when we referred to it, the children, it's from all these different decades though. They were, they were born in those decades or they were, they were raised in those decades and they were children of that time. That's what, that's what this refers to. I guess the question I still have though, this George Floyd incident though, uh, and the protesting that's going on, um, are, do you think that this, these, some of these children may be a part of that? I mean, I'm sure there is, right? Because uh, they, because there's, I find a lot of people that, you know, in this protest, uh, there's a lot of sharpness there. People have very good points about things. They're super aware of what's around them and they want change. And that sounds like it's in line with what you were talking about. Am I correct? Yes. Um, it, it, it could be that uh, George could be could have been a, 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 now, a now child who is showing an example of what the world should be. And a yeah. lot of these children will do that. They will be the victim to save the world. Okay. And that's, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and the other thing is a lot of the protesting is because there's the, there needs to be change. Uh, there's too much control, you know, with this whole virus and um, this whole incident that happened, it's all to do with the, it's to do with control. And the now children do not like to be controlled and they are so against it that they will fight tooth and nail not to be controlled. They really uh, feel that everyone should have free will. And it's probably time that the world wakes up and says, I don't want to be controlled. I don't want to be controlled by people who have guns. I don't want to be controlled. I'm, I'm, I'm following the rules and I still am getting, uh, uh, controlled. So I think people are, uh, waking up and there is a shift going on. I, I believe when there's a shake, which is a shake now that we're doing is, is we're shifting. I believe that too. I feel it. There's something happening. Well, 2020, as we both know, has not been kind to anybody. <laughs> it's been it's been kind of a rough year for for all of us here. And we did start out with the, the coronavirus thing, which has been now literally into its third month now uh, here here in the states. And then this George Floyd thing happened, and it does seem to make sense. We have people that have been cooped up for well that would have been two months at the time and that's gonna that's gonna wreak havoc i think on your psyche on your on your mind being i think some people handle it differently like personally i mean myself i'm a homebody anyways i like i like being home i like my house so i kind of enjoy being home more right now but i think other people they're not wired that way they're different they they like being out and about mixing it up and interacting with people and, th- and stuff like that. So I imagine this has been a real hardship. I, well, I don't imagine. I know this has been a real hardship on a lot of people. 
and then this thing happens, and it seems to me like that was just, it was all, a, the coronavirus thing here in the States was just a catalyst for what, what happened with George Floyd. And that has more or less, in my opinion, created, created an eruption here. And that's why we do have the protesting and things that are like that are going on. And you're right. People don't want to be controlled anymore. I, I think they're, they're, the younger generation, especially, they have different ideas about how the world should work. I, I think certain generations were like, well, I'm fine with a certain amount of fascism. <laughs> I can deal with that, right? Uh, as long as I, I got my, you know, my three meals a day and my job and my house, I'm perfectly fine with submitting a little bit. And I think there's a certain sect of, of especially younger folks now that don't have that idea. They don't like that idea and they're fighting that idea tooth and nail. And, and this George Floyd thing is not just about, you know, uh, you know, abuse in Black Lives Matter. I think it is about this thing of control that you're talking about. And I think that may be the underbelly. If I'm, it, it, does that does that make sense? It does, and I do uh, want to say about George Foreman's to his family how saddened like, I am that this has occurred. Yeah, it's terrible. It's horrendous. It, it yeah. is, and I think what. What has happened is, if if, if if it was not George, if it, it it would have been someone else. But because he was black, I think it made a bigger impact in the world. And people are are not standing for it anymore. It, it could it could have been someone who's a different culture. Yeah. But because he was black, like it shook everybody. And um, it's just, it's a time that people don't want to be controlled by people who kind of do what's called power tripping. And and that's what happened in that situation. It was a power trip, total the, power trip, yeah. I yeah, the, 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 the officer uh, was doing a power trip. He had a lot of people around him. He had an audience and... He was leading with the ego, and the ego is, is, is not a good thing because you don't listen to the deep side. Like, I believe there is a, a, a peace side to you, and you're not listening to that peace side. He's, and he was more, uh, to me, uh, entertaining the other officers and people around him. And that's an ego thing, and the ego... Uh, it can do very, very much a lot of harm. And he, he, this is what the officer did. And mm -hmm. he had the gun. So like, you know, he was the leader and, you know, I did watch the video and I did see a lot of, uh, comments saying, you know, you, you should let him go. And yeah, but, the, but the thing is like the officer was the one that had the gun. So they, you know, they can all, we can only do so much, but when someone has too much authority, like guns and, you know, they, you know, they're the leaders and, you know, like you can only do so much. And it was really sad in that he didn't even listen to the, the, the strangers that were saying you should let him go and and things like that. And to me, that that's all to do with, I'm in control of the situation. I'm leading with the ego. 
and I'm going to do what I want to do, and I don't really care about everybody else, including poor George. Yeah. I think the the ego is because when I guess an officer of the law, a police officer, uh, they're even to this point, I think they're revered at, at a certain level, like, well, they can't be wrong, which they can be very much so. Right. Uh, and I'm I'm not here to bash on the police. I personally and I, I'm not concerned with anybody else thinks about me on this. I have no problem with the police myself. I've never had any run-ins with them. I mean, I've been pulled over. I think we've all been pulled over and gotten a ticket and stuff like that. Uh, but I've never, I've made it a, made a, made a lot of effort to keep myself away from the, the police. <laughs> right. Um, so I, and I personally don't have any, any issues myself. Um, however, um, we both know that this situation especially was a great example of, like you said, this power tripping thing. And he wasn't listening to anything because he couldn't be wrong. You, you, you see what I'm saying? He couldn't be wrong because he's the officer. And that's all ego, if I'm correct on that, Maria. Um, it, it, that I can't be wrong. I'm the cop. You, you, you need to listen to me. And I'm not going to listen to anybody around me. And I don't need to accept any help from anybody around me because I am the police officer. I'm in charge. I control the situation. Right. You know, and when you when you give too much authority to someone, they think they're God. Yeah. And we've seen that happen so, over and over again, unfortunately. Yeah. We've seen so that in history. When I, when I was in school and I took peace and conflict studies, we were taught that the police are to provide peace in situations. Yes. So... So what has happened to the peace? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, and I mean, I guess I, to be fair though, I mean, this situation was horrendous too. And I'm sure there's, I, I'd like to think, and if I'm wrong, I mean, if, if to call me on it, I'd like to think that, the, yeah, this situation was absolutely horrendous. And this has lit us a, a fuse on, on change. Something's happening. I can feel it in my bones, and I know you can too. But I like to think that there are, that there's a lot more situations where officers do bring peace to a situation. You know, whether it be a domestic dispute or neighbors arguing, whatever it might be, they show up and say, "Hey guys, okay, let's work this thing out." I'd like to think that's still a part of the world. I mean, don't you think it's still that, that, that there's still that element there, right, Maria? I mean, it, it's not absent. I don't think. No, I think that the police. Uh, they have a very difficult uh, work environment that they have to deal with negative peace every day, every yeah. moment of the day. And then they have to go home to their families and let go of everything that they have seen. And again, it's I, I believe that it's all to do with, and we discussed this, attachment. How do you see someone murdered and then go and, and see your family and, and everything is fine. Yeah. That's it's so, a, it's, a, it's a very difficult job to have. You're a hundred percent right on that. And I think it comes back to what I said a minute ago. I think people revere an officer of the law as this impenetrable, you know, knight like person, whether they're male or female that's impervious to any type of emotion, right? Um, 
And I think that's wrong. I know that's wrong because you just gave the best example there is. Uh, you watch someone get murdered at work that day, and then you're supposed to just come home and have spaghetti with your family like nothing happened. And I don't know anybody on the planet um, personally that could walk away from something like that without some type of scarring done to them. And they, and well, yeah, yeah, yes, I totally get what you're saying. Yes, yeah. exactly. How, how, what are the strategies? What are the, the, um, the methods or the things that the police or anybody in a negative job can do to detach themselves to that? Yeah. And I'm, I'm and sh- I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, that's okay. And I, I don't think that going to see a psychologist is help, would help it. I, I, think, I think you need both. You need the psychologist to, to help you with the logical stuff, you know, the things on the, um, you know, like the, the ego, the, the, the work ethics, things like that. But then you need someone to help you with the peace side. How, how do you resolve the um the activity that just keeps you know you know rolling in your mind over and over you you need like the peace side you need like i'm a peace therapist but you know life coach or Mm -hmm. or you need to to spend more time with yourself to to start understanding the strategies how to let go of things yeah and i was gonna say exactly i'm like well i'm sure that i know that uh Police departments have, they have, uh, my goodness, I'm just, my, I told you this is a crazy morning. <laughs> um, I'm, I know that they have people on staff to help them mentally. That's, that's, that's part of the job. You have to have someone on staff. You have to have uh, a psychologist on staff, someone that they could sit and talk to. Um, that's a fact, but, but, but does that, yeah, but there is that, because that's the thing right there, okay? And you mentioned that you're a peace therapist. And I know we talked a little bit about this in Sault Ste. Marie. And that's the thing that I'm trying, I guess, that I've been striving for for a long time here. Uh, I think, I, you know, you get to a certain point in your life, and I'm starting to get, I, I, have, I have contentment, right? Contentment. I, I feel comfortable. I feel relaxed to a certain degree. I don't have that a lot of anxiety that I used to have about the, you know, uh, about the future, about, you know, where I may be, you know, where am I going to, where am I going to be in 10 years? Am I going to be able to retire? Blah, blah, blah. And all those, all those very superficial things. And I'm starting to, that's not really bothering me much anymore. I'm very content about things. And I think the next step for me is just that where, and I think this is for a lot of people my age too, is okay. I'm trying to find some damn peace in my life now. (laughs) Right. Um, and there's and then that's and there's ways. I mean, there's 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 strategies that I that I do that that I feel like I can get my mind to that state, right, or my spirit to that state. Um, a very common thing for me is I'll go out on a very 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 long hike and exhaust my body and be out in the woods and be with nature and be with the earth, and that really does. I feel it. I mean, I've actually gotten in the point situations, Maria, where I've done this type of stuff and I've just found myself crying just for no reason. I just start to cry a little bit. Right. And I think that may be uh, a release of some sort, but I feel very, very, very relaxed and I feel very peaceful. Um, 
is that a strategy that that people that you could you can employ as far as you know trying to find this inner peace that we're talking about? Well, yes. In every job, there are uh, you know uh, different positions that they have like psychologists to help you and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Just if you put everything in one basket, you're not going to get the results. So like for me, I believe you need both. You need, you need the life coach, the, the peace therapist, and then you need the, the psychologist and, and, and you need to talk and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you need both. And what's happening is they're just uh, going to a logical person to, to help them. And sometimes they can't help them. So they give them medication that that's, to me, not uh, that's not a, a re- resolution. That is just a temporary band aid. It's a band aid. Yeah, it's just a band aid. Yeah. So, you know, if you can adapt a lifestyle that you understand that I have to do this job, and and then learn the strategies like you were, you know, you suggested to mm-hmm. let it go, then it wouldn't be as uh, um, an ego driven. Uh, job at time. Okay. So, yeah. Um, you know, like, people are so busy. It's so busy. They're so busy in this world that they're not slowing down. And all of a sudden, <laughs> this year, the universe told everyone to go to their rooms. Wow. Okay. So, that's something we've been saying for a while here since this thing started going on. I, I, I said something similar, I think. Uh, and I, and I, that's actually a really great way of putting it, though, Maria. <laughs> the universe has told us to go to our rooms. Um, I, I've, we've discussed it here before, and I said the same thing, though. I'm like, maybe this is some the universe's way of telling us it's time to slow down a little bit. Maybe we've gotten ourselves into a cycle of things that we are moving so fast and our minds have no time to decompress anymore that if we kept on this path, we were all just going to burn ourselves out and not be any good to ourselves or anyone. So maybe this whole thing, I mean, I firmly believe that this is all happening for a reason, right? Maybe that is the reason. Maybe that is the reason that we needed all to slow down a little bit here and calm down because when you're when you're moving fast like that, you know, when you're constantly on the go, 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 your mind is moving fast too. You're 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 it, it's an, it, and that's anxiety also too, I think. So I think we're on the same page with that as far as this with the world the way it is right now and the coronavirus thing that happened, correct? Well, yes, uh, we, we, uh, I have my own opinion, uh, my own opinion and, and Fijil has his own opinion. So, um, but yes, we, the, you, there's a, a deep side to understanding what's going on with the coronavirus, a peace side. And then there's the, the logical side that's going on okay. and, uh, they're, they're very different, but, uh, they're, to me, it's, it's more understanding. So why is this happening? There is a reason you're right. And I, I believe that, you know, I, I believe some things and Fiji believes other things. So, well, yeah, 
and I'd like to hear Fijil's viewpoint on that, if you don't mind. Is there is, is that something we could discuss for a minute? Sure. Yeah. So Fijil, uh, me. Sometimes we don't get. A, it's not like we don't get along. We just have a disagreement <laughs> uh, because I'm. Uh, yeah. I've been trained. Uh, we, again, uh, are in the learning world here, and uh, we are trained logically, not peacefully, logically. We go to logical schools. Mm-hmm. They teach us math and English and other, you know, uh, logical stuff, okay? They don't teach you peace. They don't teach you what happens, you know, if you get depressed, or they don't teach you peace. They don't. They teach you logical yeah, things. Deal with it. This is how this is how you cope with it. This is how you deal with it, right? Yeah, yeah. we're gonna yeah. So, um, Fitchell believes that um, from a universe, universe, and what he means by that, it, it can mean whoever you believe is the universe, God, the creation, creator. Um, you know, uh, he believes that um, people are they're not living in the moment; they're flying by the moment too busy, Uh, they have everything written down in their calendars, they got five things written in their calendar for one day, they're so busy that they don't even remember the things that they did, because when you don't live in the moment, uh, you can't remember the moment. Yeah. He also thinks that uh, human trafficking went down because people were getting kidnapped in the, at the stores, in the parking lots, and there was just too much of that. So uh, people are staying indoors now. So mm. that probably hurt that industry. I hate to say that, but, um, you know. Good. Uh, <laughs> you know, yes, good. And that's, that, the, nicest, that's the nicest way I can say to... about that. The nicest thing I can say about that. The nicest way I can present that, too. Sorry. Go, you, yeah, go ahead. Now you have to line up. And uh, to go to the store, and there's a security guard, and there's people around. Yeah. So, you know what? Screw you. That's what the universe told the, the human trafficking people. And, and again, they're, get, they're still getting off light. <laughs> That's just my opinion, yeah. and I'll leave it yeah, at that. We're, we're trying to talk about peace here. I don't want to talk about slaughtering people that are part of, that, are part of that yeah. industry. But it's true. Go um, ahead. Sorry. The other thing is, is uh, people are not taking time for for themselves. Sigil saying, you know, like, you know, there, I think there was a, a an article we read in that um, a university in the state uh, did a survey and asked women, especially uh, mothers, uh, what are the most three most important things in their lives. And in the first, in the nineties, they said, you know, family, their kids, and and then they said, you know, um, you know, fight uh, their husband. And then, you know, and then the third one was themselves, you know, take care of themselves. And uh, they just did a survey, I believe it was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And they asked a whole bunch of mothers again. And this time it was different. The first thing they put is themselves. That's, so, that's interesting to hear that. And I, and I wonder why there, that, that, that's a pretty large shift. In my opinion, because um, yeah, so yeah, so I I think that this this coronavirus sent everyone to the everyone to their rooms to take some time to figure out who they are. Yeah, and um, 
the other thing is, um, again, we're talking about the L word, the L words. Um, people are living a lie. Their, their, their workaholics are not going home. And home in, in, uh, in the spiritual side is your peace uh, place, your reset. It's called a reset place uh, when I took in school. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going home, where are you going to find peace? Nowhere. You're going to work. So, but is work really peaceful or is it avoidant? You're just avoiding life. So I, I think the workaholics are are, uh, are are getting a big kick in the you know where because now they have to deal with stuff at work, at home. They mm-hmm. can't leave home now. Yeah. They have to deal with home. And then of course there's the the people that are you know unfortunately getting abused at home. And uh, it's it's uh, I think I think it was in was it in Switzerland that the uh, uh, violence increased I don't know twenty percent. Are you talking about domestic violence? Yeah, it, it increased a substantially amount. And um, hey, you know what? Maybe those people that are being abused are finally going to start changing and saying, you know what? After this whole coronavirus. Hey, you know what? I I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm this is here. too much. Yeah, you know, you're going to see probably a, a large amount of people divorced mm-hmm. because you know you're 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 spending all day with the person now. Um, you're going to see a lot of children being born. Yes, to those who you know just didn't get the time to spend with their their loved one. Um, and I, I really think, uh, well, Fijo really thinks that this is a time to, to, to get to know who you are, to slow down, you know? Yeah. And to, to start being you. And all the things that you haven't uh, dealt with, you have the time to deal with them now. And I think that's this. It echoes exactly everything that we've been saying about this here too. Um, I know we're on the right track with my, well, at least you know, with our observation on this thing. It's just it's everything you said, and I'd say I've been saying this the last handful of shows we've done. I'm like, guys, I know that there are some stressors involved with this. I mean, some people don't have a paycheck coming in. But try to look at this as a time where you can refresh yourself. You can get to know yourself better. You can do some soul searching. You can learn about yourself. You might even get some new hobbies out of this. Something something positive, right? Something constructive, I think. Um, I, and I hope people are doing that. I, I really hope they're doing that. I think some people, unfortunately, they're still lost in this thing. And uh, they're just angry about the things they don't have. And I, and I'm looking at it as, and I'm, I'll openly admit that I'm one of the benef- lucky ones. I get to work, I work remotely. Right. Um, so I haven't had that stress over me and I know it's a big stressor, but I've also taken this time. Like, like we're talking about, I hope you have also Maria, um, and done more soul searching and spent more time just thinking about things and trying to get to know myself better. Right. I think that's the best use of people's time in this situation. I hope people are doing that. I really hope they're doing that. I think that we have been sent to our rooms. I think that's a, that's the it's a beautiful way to put it. Uh, the universe has sent us all to our rooms. We needed we needed a break here. I think I don't know any other way to say it. Well, 
Well, yes, yeah. We need a break, and the universe needs a break too. In LA, the uh, the smog has gone down tremendously. They actually can actually breathe now in in LA. So the universe is saying, "I need a break too. I need you to all stop lying. I need you all to start being more peaceful, and I need change." And uh, like. In metaphysics, this year is to do with um, change. This is uh, you know, last year was was the, the 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 word of manifesting. So Fijil uh, says that there's always a letter each year that kind of creates the whole uh, review of the year, and this year is the letter C. So this year is all to do with uh, the coronavirus, the C. Uh, change the sea and uh, control because of what happened with George. So it's all to do with the sea this year, you know, mm-hmm. all the seas. And um, and um, the one word that um, is getting actually um, getting um, de- lost is 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 the word caring. caring. We're not caring enough for people. You know, and now with this coronavirus, it's actually uh, has really hurt the word caring. You know, people are wearing masks and they're talking about social distancing, which they really messed up on that word, we believe. They should be called, it, um, you know, physical distancing at the very beginning. Uh, people are thinking social distancing is to be antisocial. So you're going to see a lot of uh, decline in caring. I, 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 I believe. So it is and compassion. Compassion. That's the other thing. Another yeah. C word that um, I think the coronavirus is going to test us to see: Are we really going to uh, care or be compassionate? Or are we just going to, you know, just not bother and, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. this is a change for all of us. We, I think that point is very, very clear now. Uh, we're all going through a change whether we like it or not. And I guess to me, my, my thing to say is, uh, is either you're going to do the right thing or you're going to do the wrong thing, which is similar to what you just said. Um, I, yeah, you know, like um, people who have anxiety right now, like if you, you know, like there's a lot, the anxiety has increased like tremendously. Um, it is because you're not able to keep up with the change. That's what's going on. People don't want to change. I don't want to go stand in line. I don't want to do these things mm-hmm. because they're, they're attaching themselves to the normal uh, you know the the normal way of living, and now it's the new no, new normal, and um, it's it's harder. And we're going back to the now children. It's harder for the now children because they they don't want to see a lot of energies. They don't want to go to the grocery store for a long time. They, they just want to go in and out. They they because they're very sensitive to energy, so. They want everything to just be peaceful. So with this right now, what we're going through, it's not a peaceful thing. It's, it's more of a, 
it's kind of like in the in the early stages of resolving itself, mm. but it's not really resolving, right? Yeah, as, as far as the coronavirus thing, you're referring you're referring to the coronavirus thing. Well, the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, again, like it's the coronavirus, but it's it's also about change, like forced yeah. change. We 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 were forced to change, right? We were forced to stay in our homes. Yeah, we were forced. Uh, now we're forced by the government to do all these things that the government wants us to do. So, again, it's to do with control. Like, uh-oh, here's another, you know, uh, the government, uh, you know, they're all into different things, but the government is to do with control. So Yeah. And I, I think that's yeah. a, it's a huge change. Yeah, and I and it doesn't feel peaceful right now. I agree with you 100% on that. In fact, I think it feels quite the opposite of that. Um I mean there's a lot of ways that we perceive, you know, our perceptions are built, you know, and I and I mean I'll say it. I mean, I think social media doesn't help the situation. Uh we have narratives being controlled all of around us, all around us as a result of social media. And I and I said this a little while ago too. I think the focus unfortunately Part of the human experience, unfortunately, is this uh, idea that we focus on the bad. I don't think there's nearly as many. Uh, I mean, and there's some pretty heavy things going on. Seattle's got the autonomous zone right now, and there's some other cities that are starting to do that. And there's some pretty heavy stuff happening right now. But I think the majority of people that are a part of, uh, of you know, from the coronavirus thing into the protest stuff. Cause I know, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm kind of mixing them both together. <laughs> We're kind of blending them together. Cause it all, it all feels the same to me. Right. Um, I think the majority of people are good people that just want to see change and they're willing to help foster that, foster that in, in a peaceful manner. Right. I think it, the focus, unfortunately always gets put on the negative stuff though, too. Uh, that's just the well, way things yeah. are. Yeah. You know, I, I always say, because I used to teach, I always say, Huck, why is there not a newscast that only talks about positive stuff? Like, the news is all, uh, it's, it's all negative. Finally, at the end of the newscast, I've noticed they're playing music from, uh, from different uh, venues and different people, uh, you know, which is great. That's what my local news does. Yeah. But, the news is all about N, which is, uh, you know, uh, North, E, East, West is W, and, and then the S is South. So it's all about what's going on in all those areas. Um, but for me, I would love to watch something that is more encouraging, like, you know, maybe something did occur like a tragedy, but there was a happy ending. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, it's always the one, it's always the negative. Yeah. So where's the positive? So I, I feel like they're missing something, you know? And then of course, social media, well, the most popular things are, are, are the ones that are displayed. So. I, I, and I've never seen it like it is now. And I don't want to dwell on this for, but a minute, but I have a Facebook account and I have a Twitter I barely ever use and an Instagram I, I use here and there, I guess, and whatnot. And looking at the Facebook, for example, I mean, I've never seen such polarization in my life with people. Uh, just that you could feel 
you can actually feel the anger coming off of your phone when you read stuff. Um, you, you can feel that emotion. You can feel all that. And that's another change, I, I think, too. I mean, people are... And like going back to that, I mean, it don't feel peaceful right now. Well, yeah, change is never easy for people. I think, I think people, I know I feel the same way when something has to change. I getting, I do get a little uprooted because it's going to break my norm and nobody likes to have their norms broken. I get that. Right. Um, but I think that maybe, maybe my thing, and when I'm hearing what you have to say about that, maybe that's part of this whole thing is just this anxiety we're going to get. It's part of the change we're going through, um, and that's why we're having some of the stuff that we're seeing happen right now. Does that does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um, but there's a lot of people who love change, and I love change. But I like I like to control the change. See, there's two different change. Yeah. Like, I'm the type of person, I like to control the change. I use my free will to say, I'm going to control this, this, this atmosphere. I'm going to control this situation. The problem is, going with this year, is that people don't have the ability to control the change. They ha- it's called forced change. So they just got to do it no matter what. Yeah. I think, and that's what makes, yeah, you're right. It's And I should step back on that and rephrase. I mean, I like change also. If I'm repainting something to a prettier color, that's wonderful change. I like that. But it is this change you're talking about, though, too, that, yeah, there's no, con, you have no control over it. There's something we feel like we're, we feel like, I think people feel like they're powerless right now in these situations. And that's where the anxiety comes from, I think. Yeah, um, exactly. Powerless. Yeah, and if, I think. If, yeah, control change is powerless. You have to adapt, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, sorry, force change is you have to adapt, yeah, and change. that's it. Yeah. Control change, which you control, mm-hmm. then you can you can you know you can put timelines, you can yeah. do it when you want to, and and it's 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 your opinion and your free will. Yeah, well, and, that, and that's force, like, that's like a pro. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but that's like a project you're doing. I mean, that's really where it is. I mean, you're. Like I said, I mean, like I'm, I'm painting stuff right now. So I that to me is fun change because I'm changing something. But I also, yeah, I'm. I have okay. So tomorrow I'm going to do this, and the next day I'm going to do this, and you know I'll get this done here, and maybe I'll get this done here, and, and it'll be when it's done, it's going to be awesome. So I'm controlling all of those outcomes, right? That's fun change. Yeah, that's 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 yeah, that's that's. That's a uh, control change. Control yeah, change. You're, it's good change. You're, yeah. um, you're doing what you want. Yeah. Uh, you're, uh, it is a change, but you're doing what you want. Force changes when the government or mm-hmm. like what's going on today is saying you need to stand in line to go to the grocery store. And if yeah. you don't do that, you can't come in the grocery store. And you you need to wear a mask. Yep. And if you don't do that, you're not allowed. You like it's just that's force change. Mm-hmm. Force change will give people a lot of anxiety, so much that they won't even leave their home. No, you're right, Maria, and I. I will say Fijel. Also, did I say did I say it right? Fijel, right? Yes, yes, you did say it right. He's I, I, very happy. I'm the slaughterer <laughs> of words. I I, I apologize. <laughs> um, I want to thank you guys though for for spending some time with me here today. Um, this is just so much 
so fascinating to talk about these things, you know, and I mean, and it all does tie in with all with the universe and the world and, and the weird stuff that we deal with every day, studying the paranormal. Um, this stuff all wires together, and I'm so glad we got to talk about this stuff. And I, I want you to come back again when we have Amber here, also, so we can we can chat. You get you can chat with Amber. I know you guys would have a great time together. Oh, well, that would be lovely, you know. And it's it's wonderful to have these podcasts and and other uh, things to do uh, with um, you know getting the messages across. It's it's just now we're we're. I noticed that we're in a time that we're just offending everyone. I, I find you, you, you post something and you just offend everyone. So, yeah. you know, to, to explain something on a podcast is much uh, easier and, and more understanding so yeah. the person will understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah, and the spirit, well, yeah, and we call it the long-form conversation. You don't have commercials popping in and interrupting things. We can actually get a, get a thought out without having to be interrupted and that's what i love podcasts for that uh and yeah and i think the spirit of this too is it it is a positive thing and i want people to leave this conversation that we've just had who are listening to it with that that the spirit of this is a beautiful positive thing and take these messages with you i think it's super important if you haven't done it the little time you may have with in this thing spend some time with yourself take care of yourself again uh, thank you, Maria. Fijal, com. F-I-D-G-A-L.com. That's your website? Yeah, We're gonna that put, is my website, yeah. That, that stuff all gets linked up on our website when we put the show up. Um, thank you so much again. I can't thank you enough. This has been so much fun, and I hope you enjoyed yourself also, Maria. Oh, we did. We have, and we thank you for uh, planting the seeds uh to many people. It's it's wonderful what you do. Ghostly talk. <laughs>